With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Come on, Neil! London beats one, London beats another! London, he will steal this game for the Raptors! Johnny Beefcake! Ryburn gets a couple of fans! Ryburn! Johnny Ryburn! Luke White on the charge! Luke White! You've never seen somebody run this fourth in your life with that size! Get the pass away! It's Shepard Robbie! Robbie Pinson! afternoon and good evening rugby fans welcome back to the dnvr raptors podcast as always i'm your host colton strickler and on this episode i'll be filling you in on what the raptors have got going on this weekend as they head to vegas for some joint training sessions and a couple of scrimmages before we get into our head our conversation with head coach pete Morlace. Um welcome to episode two uh, before we jump in today's shows i just wanted to clear up a few errors i made during episode one's uh mailbag answers um just one right off the top of my head. I just misspoke on the number of substitutions. Um, I said five. The answer's eight. Not sure where I pulled five out of, uh, but I messed up. Um, sorry about that. Uh, but anyways, moving on. On this episode, uh, we'll get into how camp has gone for the Raptors thus far and uh, kind of what they've got on schedule heading into uh, an action-packed weekend in Las Vegas. Um, so, yeah, kind of the Raptors started camp um, first Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, so they've been going at it pretty hard for quite a while. This will be their first uh, real look at some um, at some live action with another team. Um, it's kind of like in any contact sport, you, you get tired of seeing the same faces, hitting the same people, doing the same stuff. Uh, so a trip to Vegas to take on uh, the Toronto Arrows and uh, Rugby Atlanta um, will be good for the Raptors to kind of get out, see some different people, do some different stuff. Uh, it'll be good for them. It'll be a good test. Um, yeah, so today's Wednesday. By the time you listen to this, the Raptors will be wheels down in Vegas, um, getting ready for their joint practices and, uh, and a couple of scrimmages. Um, I'll give you a super quick rundown on, on both of the clubs and kind of what the weekend will look like. Um, so just kind of jumping, jumping into the weekend. Like I said, it's Wednesday. Um, the Raptors will head out, uh, Wednesday night and fly into Vegas, um, tomorrow, it's kind of a, a regular day. They'll, they'll as regular as it can be, I suppose. Like they'll get some some strength, some some practice time in uh, before um, tomorrow night. They'll go ahead and take on Toronto as a as kind of a joint training thing, which isn't isn't that common of a of a deal really in rugby. I know uh, if you watch the NFL, um, it's more of a common thing, especially in these last couple of years in training camp. I know the Broncos have have gone out to San Francisco. The 49ers have come to Denver. 
Uh, that's kind of more of a, a common thing, but it's really hasn't been that common uh, in rugby. According to a couple of the guys I've talked to, this will be the first time they've really done anything like that. So they'll take on the arrows tomorrow night. Um, Friday will be like a mixture of practice and recovery and, and some free time and all that type of stuff before um, they hit it hard again on Saturday. Um, kind of going through their practices and all that before uh, Saturday afternoon with a take on Atlanta. Um, that, that'll be kind of a, that's a super general watered down uh, rundown of kind of what the weekend will look like. Um, I can give you a little bit of a background on both teams. Um, uh, Toronto Arrows, as a, it's a playoff team from last year. Uh, they made the playoffs in their first year. Um, interesting thing about the Toronto Arrows, just kind of the, the nature of the beast is because they are in Canada, um, they had to play all of their first eight matches on the road in uh, last season because it's just too cold to play in Toronto. They play outside. Um, so they, they had to get creative with the way they built the schedule. Um, and and unfortunately for them, I guess, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, because they, they finished the season with um, eight straight home games. So that's always, that's kind of a plus, but you, I mean, you have to think about, you have to put yourself in a position as a, as a player and a coach to be in contention for a playoff spot to have those last eight games matter. Um, that's kind of, that's what they did last year, which I'll get into in a little bit, but yeah, so they'll play, they'll play uh, their first eight games either on a neutral site or I believe, excuse me, they'll play their first few games either at a neutral site um, in Vegas. That's the one exception or on the road. They, they won't play their first uh, home match until the first weekend of April. So they'll, they'll find themselves in a similar position. Um, kind of looking at last year, what they were able to do, they alternated wins and losses for the first nine matches. So um, it's kind of weird that they, they'd win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. They were sitting at four and five uh, through the nine-game mark. And then from there, once they could kind of settle into playing all these home games, they don't have to travel anymore. Uh, they, rat they managed to rattle off seven straight wins um, to finish third in the table overall. And that ultimately earned them a playoff matchup uh, up in Seattle against the eventual champion Seawolves. But, um, yeah, they ended up losing that playoff match 30-17. Um, but they're extremely quality side, obviously, to be able to make the playoffs in your first year. Um, that speaks speaks a lot to the type of players they have and and the, really the mental toughness it takes to, to play two months on the road and um, come home and finish that strong going into the playoffs. Um, I know just from some of my dealings with the, the Arrows players and coaches last year that um, they really they really attributed a lot of the success they had later in the season to that that adversity and all that time they had to spend on the road in the beginning of the season. They really felt like that was good for them in the long run. It made them a lot closer. Yeah, and it was just – I mean, there's no uh, no better way to get close to your teammates than to literally have to be around them all the time for two straight months. So um, that that will do do some do your team some good if it's built the right way, and they obviously are. Um, I know last year they uh, they had a roster full of full of guys that found their way onto the first and second All MLR teams. That's Rob Brewer. Um, he made the first team MLR. Um, at the number one, Mike Shepard made it at the number four, and then they had Morgan Mitchell, Sam Malcolm, and Dan Moore all made second team um, all MLR. Uh, yeah, so like I said, they got some quality talent. They got a lot of guys. Avery Ordeman is one that comes to mind. That was, uh, I think he's only like 18 or 19 years old, and he was a tri-scoring machine. Uh, 
So yeah, they're uh, they, they've got they've got a lot of good players. They're real good side. Um, kind of looking at at last season uh, with the Raptors, um, Toronto had to travel down to Glendale in March and. As Colorado people, you know, it snows in March. That's the snowiest month. But that was, man, that was such a weird night. It was a heavy, heavy blizzard. Um, it was cold. Like, I know, being a, being a native myself, I know it snows here. I know it gets cold in March. I know you have to be ready for the weather. But it was, uh, it has not been that cold, I don't think, in March in a long time. And it snowed a ton. It snowed, it snowed a lot. For for the first time in a long time, it snowed that, that much. But um, the show must go on. They came down from Toronto, so they played in the snow. It did not go the arrows way. Um, the Raptors ended up taking that one, twenty-two nothing. Um, that just, yeah, you you play. Everyone plays in the same weather, so um, credit to the Raptors for getting that done. Um, kind of the way the league was set up last year with only seven teams. Every team uh, got to play each other two times, and uh, so Glendale when they went up to Toronto. Toronto got a little bit of revenge on them towards the end of the year. They, they ended up winning that match 40-12. to 12. Um, So it's a team that the Raptors have traded blows with over the last year, and um, it'll be good for for them to kind of see how they stack up against one of the playoff teams last year super early on. Um, as far as the structure of the scrimmages, I'm not entirely sure how it will look, but like I said before, any any run against uh, some, some fresh faces will be good for the Raptors. Um yeah, and then uh, the Raptors will, going into 2020, the, the Raptors, since the uh, Arrows are in the Eastern Conference, will only see them once. Um, that'll be at home at Infinity Park on March 6th. Um, so if you're looking to come catch the Raptors play the Arrows, that'll be the time to do it if you're local. Kind of moving on to uh, Rugby ATL. They're one of the three new expansion teams that uh, got added in this year, heading into 2020. Uh, them along with the New England Free Jacks up in Boston and uh, Old Glory, D.C. and uh, Washington, D.C. Um, so kind of what we know about them so far, like they, they've got some, some good players. They've established a, a good team, a good staff from the looks of it. Um, one guy that a lot of Raptors fans and maybe local guys might know is Harley Davidson. Um, that's a great name, by the way. I'm sure they, I'm sure it's uh, been well documented, but uh, he was, he was a big time try scorer that spent his first two, uh, the first two seasons of the MLR as a member of the Raptors. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he led the league in scoring back in 2018. Um, and then last year, if you want to call it a down year, he still he still was on the top, uh, the leaderboard of tries. I think he finished with eight. Um, so he he's a guy that uh, he can he can bust he can bust a big run. He can bust a big play anytime he touches the ball. Um, I'm sure playing against the Raptors, uh, there, there's no bad blood there at all. I think he head back to Atlanta to be closer to home, but I'm sure that's still going to be a fun one for him, even if it is just a, just a scrimmage, see some of his old buddies and play hard. Another guy that comes uh, right off the top of my head is is Ross Deacon. So it'll be his, uh, he's on his third MLR team in as many seasons. Um, he played the first year with the Austin Elite, which is now the Austin Herd. Uh, he played the second year last year with uh, Rugby United New York, which is another uh, playoff club. They snuck in the, in the fourth spot. So um, he played. He's played a lot of MLR. He he knows the the league probably better than anybody. He's a member of uh, Rugby ATL now. So uh, yeah, um, the first real look in action we got at Rugby ATL was just this last Sunday. Um, they scrimmaged Nola Gold, who was a team that started super super hot in 2018. Um, kind of hit a little skid there at the end, but they they narrowly missed out on a playoff spot. They finished in fifth place in the table. 
Um, but they scrimmaged each other last Sunday. Um, and it looked like, yeah, Atlanta ended up winning that one 34-33. It was kind of a – it was a, as about as official, uh, official as a scrimmage could be aside from the fact that they had three periods. So, obviously, each team's still plugging and playing with their roster as we move into this, like, super informal preseason stuff. But, um, yeah, they ended up edging uh, NOLA just by one point. Um, NOLA, like I said, nearly missed on a playoff team, started super hot last year, so they're a good squad. Um, I know they're missing Tristan Blewett, which if you listen to the last show, is the guy I was talking about, got to try out with the Saints. Um, so he, he's not he's not back in the lineup just yet, but um, uh, they've they've got heaps and heaps of talent on that team, and they're, they're still a, a very, very good side that, like I mentioned before, nearly missed out on a playoff spot, so... Um, anytime you're in contention there at the end of the season, uh, you know you're you're messing with a good side. Um, but yeah, so it, I mean, if anyone's interested in checking out that that match, you want to see kind of a little bit of uh, what MOR looks like or just pro rugby in America. I know that that video is broadcast on Rugby ATL's Facebook page, so um, just type in Rugby ATL in the search bar. Scroll down a couple things. It was a live video from last Sunday. It's a good good sized crowd in the stands. Looks like about two two thousand people. So. Yeah, um, looked like some some good work on both sides by that team. Um, yeah, so and uh, fortunately for you, if you're if you're looking to catch rugby ATL, um, they'll they'll come through Infinity Park when they play the Raptors in May second. So it's another another quality opponent that if you're if you're looking to get in the Raptors, you want to see you want to see them play rugby ATL. That's a that's, that'll be the day to do it. But perfect. That's a that's sort of a little breakdown on what the, the team will be getting into in Vegas on on a little bit of a rundown of the teams themselves. Um, unfortunately, these games will not be broadcast just because they are so informal and they'll be they'll be run more like practices rather than actual matches. So um, they'll, they'll play, like I said, they'll play in Vegas this week and then they'll have another one again out in Austin for a big rugby day. Um, but after that, they'll have a week off and then we jump straight in the regular season. So um, this will be a perfect time, build up any questions you might have ahead of the year and um, I'll fill you in as best as I can on all the happenings on these uh, on these first couple scrimmages. So, cool. So that's a little bit of a rundown on that. Um, now we'll head and transition into a conversation we had with uh, head coach Pete Borlase. Um, Pete's a guy has a tremendous amount of professional rugby experience. I know every every player I've talked to, every every person really I've talked to about Pete. That's one of the big things I always touch on is. Is uh, in his first year as a head coach. You'll listen to him um, as we kind of get into that. Um, he's been around the block. He's played for a lot of good clubs. He's been around a lot of good clubs. He he knows how to run a professional setup, and that's one thing a lot of the guys are uh, super super happy to be around him about. They they love the way that um, the program's being run right now, and um, just kind of as trainings like gone through. Um, everyone seems to be having a good time. You hear Pete talk about it there learning a lot they're doing a lot in a real short amount of time but everyone seems to be having a good time while doing it he's he's got a unique philosophy on that um so yeah um so that's kind of what's going on this weekend and yeah and so we'll just jump into the conversation um with Colorado Raptors head coach Pete Borlase but now we welcome on head head coach the Colorado Raptors Pete Borlase to the show Pete how you doing doing good thanks man yourself yeah, yeah I'm good uh, so I was doing a little research on you, Pete. We almost had the same birthday. You May twenty second guy. Yeah, I'm Gemini. May twenty third. There you go. Yeah. So 
trying to find someone we have in common here on every on every guest we bring on. So that was the first thing I saw. Beautiful. Yeah, so just kind of jumping right in. Can you kind of give uh, uh, me and I know a lot of the listeners of everybody kind of a Cliff Notes version of your rugby career? Uh, so born and raised in New Zealand, uh, Christchurch, New Zealand. Um, uh, came up through the age grades there, playing for uh, um, Christchurch Boys High School in the in first 15 and then um, went on to club rugby and in the Canterbury uh, Academy um, before getting a contract into um, Canterbury NPC and then uh, on to the Crusaders and then uh, made my way to Ireland uh, played for Munster for um, a two year contract and then and made my way back to New Zealand uh, had a season for Hawks Bay and then had a career ending injury with my neck so uh, yeah Oof. so uh, when did you come over to the States then? Uh, I came over to the States uh, start of 2013 mm. um, yeah had a good friend who, who, who played rugby at Canterbury and the like uh, James Patterson who who uh, said I had to come out and check out Colorado so um was going to come for six months and yeah a wife two boys uh, two dogs <laughs> later uh here i am seven seven years down the track and that's how it goes huh yep yeah um so cool what's like your background with the raptors i know because you were on davy's staff the last two years correct yeah that's your first year as head coach so if you just kind of tell me how you got involved with the club yeah so i mean um end of end of 2018 um david williams rang me up and asked me if i'd like to come on as assistant coaches of of the raptors and uh i had a i had a, a bit of a um bit of a break from rugby to uh sort out some um general contracting stuff um for myself and and i'd i'd been keeping a pulse on the mlr and it really intrigued me just you know the standard of rugby uh how to just keep on jumping up and uh watched that inaugural year 2018 and um yeah it was something that really excited me to be a part of so that was when I sort of uh took a step back from the um general contracting and uh dissolved that and 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 here I am uh fast forward to, uh, yeah yeah l- luckily cool. enough to head coach nice um did you have uh were you on board with the whole like pro movement the first the professional rugby organization were you yeah involved? Yeah, yeah, so I, I like talking to guys that were involved in the pro movement. Just uh, I know I've talked to Rob Hoadley out in San Diego a couple times about the – and he always talks about kind of just the lessons that, that he learned, and I feel like rugby, like as like a con- in America, kind of learned. Um, yeah. Is there like a couple of those that you think, uh, you know, kind of were per- spilled over into MLR, like seceding so far? Yeah, I mean, you know, having the first professional league in, in the States with pro rugby was uh, a big stepping stone, I think, for the country. Mm-hmm. It, it, I know it didn't go past its inaugural year, but it did highlight a lot of areas of need, yeah. um, as well as actually some areas that, that function quite well. Um, so I, I think, luckily enough, that was a bit of a crash test for uh, for, for MLR, and, and I think they've sort of pulled... Um, parts of that and then and then growing it out and um, yeah by by no means um, was it a perfect inaugural season in the pro rugby yeah. but there, there was fan engagement there were you know there were some uh, glimpses of uh, some good good strong rugby towards the end of the that that season I mean if you look at the stampede versus the Ohio aviators out in um, uh, orbits in Columbus yeah. um, you know uh it was a good brand of rugby, and I, I talked to a lot of people back then, and 
you know, it, it was it was a good spectacle for USA yeah. Rugby. So, um, you know, from that fast forwarding, here we are with MLR, um, and, and the game has come so far, and and it's going to keep going um, very far in this country. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to be part of it. Yeah, I agree. I remember watching that um, Denver Ohio match live. That was such that was such an awesome match that I still sticks in my head. Mm. Cool. So kind of moving on into the. Uh, into this camp, this is like the first one that you're running as head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been your overall thoughts on everything so far? I know you guys have been going since what for Monday after Thanksgiving, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, December second, uh, we, we we came in and um, we've had we've had a, a great showing first and foremost uh, by the boys who were here then, and then we've had a, a couple of sprinklings come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, from offshore and uh, it's been been really positive um, growth and, and, and learning period for us pre-Christmas um, you know we, we were trying to implement um, a lot of things and throwing a lot of things at um, guys who hadn't played with each other a lot obviously with uh, with this day and age there's a lot of player mobility yeah. um, particularly in the states with growing teams so guys yeah. moving around we you know we're trying to gel gel uh new players with each other who don't necessarily uh you know know each other's game inside and out so it's it's really we've been trying to focus on cohesion as well as uh is getting that important you know strength and power uh, strength power and, and fitness right. in there as well uh and so like you kind of going along you say you're, you're learning a lot it's a lot of growth and it's a lot in a, in a small amount of time but even the small time I've been around it just seems like the guys are really having a good time I'm gonna say every if the training sessions I've watched have been super competitive but they've also been super fun like is that something you would agree with yeah that, I mean that's been a big emphasis like through the off season we want we wanted to make this as, as enjoyable to turn up to as possible um you know we, we like to you know as a coaching staff think that we're turning up to to fun not work mm-hmm. there is there is times that you know we we're going to get frustrated and we're going to feel right. like we're banging our heads against a brick wall but for the most part we want to try to do things with a smile on our face and that'll yeah. reflect in what happens between the white lines on a Saturday so it's it all comes back to us trying to set the boys up for success and trying to make things as 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 enjoyable as possible yeah. um, I'm not saying that it's always going to be perfect but right. for the most part um, yeah we try we try uh send the boys home with a smile on their face yeah that's kind of how it is with anything right it's going to take some work and and not every day is going to be the best one so correct yeah cool um so can kind of moving into this week and it sounds like um you're headed to vegas uh mm-hmm. for a joint training session with toronto and then you're going to scrimmage atlanta is that correct that's correct is that uh so i know i was talking to a couple of guys is that kind of like a new thing like have you ever been a, a part of something like this before well, um, Peter Pask, our, our manager and our director of rugby, Mark Bullock, have been working in the off-season in regards to this Vegas weekend. And uh, I think there's a few different parts um, going on here where um, we're, trying to, we're trying to showcase rugby to that um, Nevada, Las Vegas market and help them out there, as well as, uh, you know, um, collaborating with other, these other teams that are turning up, right. um, which will be good. Um, also, f- personally for the squad, it, you know, four nights away, it gets them around each other. Um, you know, different environment, um, getting to know each other, not as only as, as players but as people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, it, it, it's a great initiative, and um, you know, we, we're trying to 
we're trying to get that good balance out of the four days right. and, and, and limit the distractions as well as having some fun at the same time. Um, Thursday night we have a live scrimmage against uh, against Toronto, so you know that'll give us a good look at um, at, at certain players, and and we can mix and match things there. Um, we'll be going through set piece and and yeah. and uh, set piece attack, um, controlled for phases, and then right. then we'll recover a bit Friday, um, and then then we go into live fire on Saturday against uh, Atlanta. Nice. Um, so I know it's kind of this will be like your first real look at like live action really against another squad is there one thing in particular that you're looking to see like get out of the weekend well I mean not sounding cliche I just want us to execute our basics you know um you know not necessarily um go go for the fancy stuff but just um really play our zones and and what we've been trying to hone in on on our clarity here so um yeah most importantly it's 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 our first go live fire so uh I want to see you know what translates from training to to game day yeah okay my last one I always feel kind of silly asking this one mm-hmm. but uh I feel like I gotta do Shoot. it so <laughs> um it's kind of like like looking at the bigger picture of the season like is there any reason to believe that that you guys can't be back contending for the the shield come June I mean ultimately that's in the back of your mind yeah um if if you look too far down the road you know you're going to miss what's what's right in front of you and mm-hmm. you know 100 percent of our focus is on february 8th mm-hmm. at aviva stadium in in houston texas and yep. what we can put on the park there the rest will fall into place right if we if we sort out what's in front of us now uh-huh. and um you know we're trying to stay in the present so yeah whatever is in the future will be in the future but right. if we uh we take care of what's in front of us uh you know could be a long road for us yep well perfect thank you Pete. thank you for your time we really appreciate it great thanks man i appreciate your time yep. all right guys i hope you enjoyed that conversation with head coach pete borlase um so yeah like i said uh, you you have an idea of what the team's uh, getting into this weekend in vegas you got to know pete borlase a little bit um we'll have obviously hopefully we'll get pete back on later this season um, any uh, anyone else on the coaching staff, any other players, we'll be sure to work them in so you get a real good feel of, of how the teams run and the and the people that make up this team and, and just kind of the operation as itself. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, thanks for tuning in to the DNVR Raptors podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at DNVR Raptors, or you can, if you want to follow me, my handle is at Colton Strickler. Um, hit me with any questions you may have, and we'll start getting this uh, mailbag podcast ready for the next week. Um, so yeah, and when we return, I'll, I'll be filling you in on everything that happened in Vegas. Um, we'll get a couple more interviews so you can become just that much more familiar with these guys. So thank you for tuning in. Hope to have you guys join back in next week. Thanks.